telephone call. Who's calling? Email. Who's texting? It's an email. If it's Curtis, cool, fire him. He's fired. Wow. Turn the noises off. Noises off. Curtis. I know, you've brought it up like ten times. You've never seen I've it? I've never seen it. Oh my god, you'd love it. I'll add it to our list. If Curtis Moore texts one more time during a recording session... <laughs> he doesn't know. We're he's not only fired, <laughs> he's banned from America, Stop. North America, oh. and you, South America. You don't have that power. You I sure do. You do not. I own this studio. You can ban him from the studio. He's never no. been here. He works from afar. <laughs> he's he's a teleconference. He's, uh, a, he's a teleconference artist. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> on his business card. Uh, I do art for teleconference. Curtis, one day he's going to be in uh, one of these booths with us. One day, he's like seen like three movies, I think. Three and a half. Mm-hmm. He fell asleep in the fourth. No. Yeah. Well, we'll have to talk to him about it. One of those movies. After <laughs> one of those three and a half movies. Yeah. Which was probably Starship Troopers 4, Roughnecks. And, and uh, the B movie with Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, I fell asleep in that one. <laughs> Twice. And I was at home. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? The Starship, Battleship? It's called Galacti- Starship Troopers. Battleship Galacta Troopers. Starring Casper Van Dien. <laughs> and Denise Richards. Denise. Remember that song you wrote for Starship Troopers? How did it go again? It's the troopers, it's the troopers. They're getting on starships. It's the troopers. That was like the first part. Yeah. Uh, Is that Jerry Goldsmith doing the score for that? Yeah, a lot of horns in that one. A lot of horns. It's all horns. You gotta have more horns. You gonna you want to write a a theme about spaceships? You gotta have more horns. It's a rule. It's a rule. Welcome to the show, everybody. Oh, we're recording. Hey. We, yeah, we've been for like 47 minutes. Cool. I just let the last minute or so. All right, in. got it. But uh, we are back. It is November, isn't it? It is November. November, yeah. the month of November. How fast. We're almost at our six-month anniversary. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing this a long time. Six months. Every couple of weeks. It feels like years, but it's only been six months. Yeah. This has been quite an adventure uh, here at Reconcinimation. Reconcinima Studios. From Hollywood. (laughs) I'm David Munchak. And I'm John Diner. Uh, We are dialing that Wayback Machine Mm -hmm. to 1997. What a year. Amazing year of 1997. What a year for movies that was. Oh, tell me about it. (laughs) That was a lot of money was being made uh, in a lot of films. A lot of money was being spent. A lot of money was being made. It it was an embarrassment of riches for the studios. All that cash. (laughs) (laughs) MGM was like, I got got that cash. Got to have that cash. In Columbia, same thing. Yeah. Give me the cash. A lot of high quality, high quality product that year. Sony Pictures, get the cash was their motto. That was the t-shirt they yeah. put out. They gave that to all their employees. Get the cash. Get the cash. Uh, okay, so we are going to uh, take a look at a very special movie today. Uh, so have a listen to this. In every age, there is a cause worth fighting for. 
the future, the greatest threat to our survival will not be man at all. Hey, kid, what's going on? It's war! We're going to war! Now, the youth of tomorrow must travel across the stars to defend our world. We are a generation commanded by fate to defend humankind. Everyone fights, no one quits. We are going in with first wave. You smash the entire area, you kill anything that has more than two legs, you get me? We get you, sir! But they will face an enemy more devastating than any ever imagined. Prepare for battle and journey to the front lines of the next frontier. Kill them all! Starship Troopers. Wasn't that amazing? Wasn't that the best trailer you've ever heard? I love that. I love that trailer. I love that trailer. You got the Don LaFontaine telling you all about Oh my god. I miss I miss him. Trailer guy. Yeah. Was the best. Well, and listening to this trailer again or like watching it, uh I had forgotten that style. Like that it oh, just yeah. feels so. I mean, I know he and I know he had decades in the business doing just the voice stuff. But I mean, it just felt like home. It felt like the '90s yeah. again. <laughs> that the trailer does like bring you right back to the feet, like sitting in a, in a theater with the previews coming up and he- hearing Don LaFontaine. That was that was uh, he was everywhere. Yeah, he did them all. He did. He was when did he start? Was he in the '70s? He must have been like the late '70s that he started to get kind of popular. Yeah, I mean, about he was working in the business, doing a bunch of stuff. He had his own production company. Oh he yeah, was doing yeah, a ton yeah. of stuff, and then. I think it was he 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 just kind of used his own voice for like one trailer, some western, like I think in the '60s, mm-hmm. and and then he was just slowly peppering his own voice into things, and yeah. then he became the guy in demand, and he like gave up his production company, and he just that he just did that full time. He did like hundreds of thousands hundreds, of yeah. of commercials or something, and like thousands, like five thousand movies, something crazy like that. I remember seeing. I mean, because you you heard him all the time, and I remember seeing a special on him on like Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, it had I don't know, it was probably like somewhere in the mid or late nineties, and he was like loaded, yeah. super. He like drove everywhere in a limo, like <laughs> yeah, just night, just totally well dressed, cigar, you know. Like, oh my god, that's the, the man had it made. What a life! And and there was a few trailer people there was a, yeah. there was a couple of distinct different voices but he was like the main one and then there was like two or three others yeah that sounded similar yeah like, i know there were, i remember another guy who was specifically doing like horror movies mm-hmm. like they used him a lot okay uh i want to say on house the trailer for house maybe house the movie yeah and then, and then house, house two second story second story i love bringing the, those ones into yeah. the show but the uh, the trailer for Starship Troopers, man, I want to go to war. Let's go. <laughs> You're going to buy the propaganda. I'm in. Let's go. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, the uh, before we before we dive right into the movie, should we uh, talk about this day in history? Oh, okay. What happened uh, on the day, the week this film came out? We're talking about November 7th. That's the day we're looking at. Yeah. That's which the is, wide release. Yeah. 1976, Gone with the Wind premiered on television. Oh, on television. For the, the first of one zillion showings, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably say. on TBS or with TNT. The, when you add commercials into that, that's what, a seven and a half hour movie? Something like, oh my God. I can't even. Something like that. <laughs> it's crazy. 
That's a movie. I wonder if one day we, we'll do a, a special branching out of our time zone for this show oh. and go way back and do a movie like Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we can e. program the machine to go back that I far. don't know if it goes, but yeah. But we'll it's try. only got a certain number of digits. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything else happened uh, this yeah. week in history? 1991, Magic Johnson announced that he had HIV. Oh, I remember that vividly. I remember a lot of hullabaloo. Yeah, and then there was everyone was worried about Madonna. I think for a minute because she didn't Madonna. she date him or something. Mm. I think <laughs> quite possible. I don't know, but she, <laughs> there was a lot happening with both of them. I but think. he was well into his marriage, I think, by this point. So it was. I don't even know. I don't know if that mattered to okay. him. Well, and then Madonna was just a you know a per, a, you would think a promiscuous type of woman. I, th- I she, feel like she portrayed that could, kind of character. Yeah, yeah. Especially around then. I think. I want to say there was concern for Madonna's life at that point. I don't remember. I, yeah, I don't remember that, but <laughs> I remember. I remember watching Sports Center. Was right when I was starting to get into Sports Center. Yeah, when that show was like getting to its peak. Yes. Uh, but I remember the concern for all the other players and what was going to happen. Right. And, you know, it was a, it was a big deal. It was a big. Magic deal. Johnson was a big, uh, big player. Uh, in the year two thousand, a couple of things happened. In November. 2000? Yeah. Tell me. George W. Bush, your personal friend, mm-hmm. was elected uh, president. Oh. And Hillary the Clinton. fake election, fake elected president, <laughs> not my president. We're not going to go there. Sorry. Not on <laughs> this show. That's our <laughs> other podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Hillary Clinton was elected to the U.S. Senate in uh, New York. How about that? Yeah. Congratulations to both yeah. elected representatives. Yes. Fairly elected. <laughs> and- yeah. Hey, whoops, that's our other show. Yeah. Uh, so, wow. Uh, so, Starship Troopers came out November uh, November 7th, 1997. When, was, uh, when did you see it? Did you see it in the theater? I saw it in the theater. I don't remember with whom. I probably saw it with my friend Joe. Uh, I don't... Uh, I probably saw Was this ma- in Chi-Town? No, this was Pennsylvania. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yep. And I think... Yeah, I either probably saw it opening weekend or the, the weekend after, probably. I, this would have been a movie I was going to run to the theater. Oh, my see. God. Are you kidding? <laughs> the hype for this was, like, fantastic. Yeah, going in the fall, this was, like, this was the perfect movie. You yeah. Thought. Like, this was going to be a guns blazing, action, good-looking people, bugs, aliens. Yes. You summed it all up. There, that's the that, movie. That's it. That's literally <laughs> the movie. That's the whole movie. The, I was still in my uh, action movie phase it was a couple years still before i would kind of like start kind of dialing out of a lot of action movies and then you dialed right back in right because that's kind of your thing it was my thing still is no way well old action action movies yeah oh well but present day present day action movies uh no not so much you're missing out and this may have started, this was one of those movies that started, uh, you know, kind of uh, changing my opinion on action movies. Interesting. Uh, but the hype was, was great, and, and yeah. there was so much buildup. It looked great as a Paul Verhoeven movie, which uh, at the time were, were popular. Yeah, you wanted to see the, the, the next movie from the guy from RoboCop and Total Recall. Well, like, yeah. Hell yeah. Whether they were, and we'll talk about this a little later, but whether they were... Uh, considered good films or bad films, uh, there always there was always a buzz with Paul Verhoeven films. I think they're impactful films. Yeah, one way or another. Yeah, uh, 
but I saw it in Santa Fe with my college crew. Mm. My uh, college Santa Fe crew. <laughs> the, the Santa Fe loonies. Yep, the, the loonies. <laughs> That's what you guys called yourself. That's what we did, yeah. <laughs> Shane Black stole it yes. in, in the middle of a lawsuit. We can't, we can't talk about can't it Can't talk here. about it, fair enough. If you call my 900 number, you can. we can talk about it. The, the toll number. $3.49 the first minute. Five ninety nine every additional minute, and then that's the only way you're allowed to talk about the legal battle. <laughs> I have to fund the lawsuit. Fair so, enough. Yeah, exclusive party chat on the phone. Me and my CSF loonies. Uh, yeah. So you guys all went to see it. We all together. went to see it, and we're very excited. And I think about half of us left the theater really confused. 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 Oh, okay. Which seemed to be a. a common thought after this movie was released how many of you saw it together would you say uh oh god probably this movie i remember like eight or nine of us going and like and then the theater was packed yeah well yeah opening weekend was it was a pretty good weekend for santa it. fans love bugs sure <laughs> yeah so i mean it's a bug town <laughs> it's a bug town it's yeah. a bug town this was a hot hot movie for <laughs> santa fe any movies with bugs they're <laughs> flocking uh, and then so half of you left the theater confused, yourself yeah. included. Yes. Like, what was that movie? What, really? Yeah. And again, we're going we're gonna to okay. dive, do a deep dive here. Yeah, yeah. But also, this was uh, the first movie set that I ever visited in Los Angeles. Oh, you were in town. Yeah. Like I was in town. Before, uh, or was I, I was in town. I was looking at schools, I think, here, or I was visiting my uncle and, and uh, went, uh, took me to, down to Sony, and that's where they were shooting this. And it was, it was the, the, the set was the, the end battle where they go in and where they're with the brain bug. Yeah. You know? And the tunnels. It's that. And, yep, the yeah. tunnels. Oh, cool. They were building that. They were on location that day. Uh, I think they were on location, but they weren't. There it was all just the construction crew, but the set was all built, and they're basically doing you know last painting bits. And, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I hope I can see Michael Ironside. I know he's going to be in this movie. Yeah, uh, but no, not that I did, wasn't the I right did time. connect with him later. But did you? Yes. All right. Did very you, very did, happy. Did though. you tell him how happy you were to meet him at uh, the time? I did. Yes. So I am so happy to meet you, Mister yep. Ironside. I've been waiting for this. I'm so happy to meet you digitally. <laughs> oh, over the phone? It, uh, no. It Skype was, call. Uh, what? A Skype call? Yeah. Did you no, meet? No, it wasn't a Skype call. I'm really confused. I can't, I can't, can't get into it. You texted him. We communicated, yeah. It was for work. It <laughs> you was were work stalking thing. him. No. no. <laughs> so Not you, this time. You emailed him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We had an email. Got it. Yeah. You could have just said that. It was, it was, it was, for, it was something for work. All right, yeah. I see. I see. The Michael Ironside unauthorized biography. Very that you were very nice job. You were working on? You were hoping to get that authorization? <laughs> and he said, "No. Uh, Mr. Ironside, can I can you just authorize this biography? <laughs> Let's flip the switch Sign and make here. it an authorized one." Yeah. Uh, Sign here, digital. Well, that's really cool. So to yeah. be amped up for this movie, you knew about what yeah. was coming, to actually be on one of the sets and then you're going to see it in the theater with your homies, the loonies. Uh, and then, huh? And honestly, I was probably talking it up. I have a tendency to do that. You got you were you were like the the, the ringleader of yeah. like guys, it's coming. Like this is gonna be great. I was at the set. I was at Sony. It's Lo- like a real movie. We're here in college making movies together. Loonies, if you're listening, which I know some of you are, 
just tweet at us. Tweet at us tweet or, at- or Facebook us and, and uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong there. But I'm pretty positive I talked it up and maybe maneuvered everybody to going mm-hmm. uh, to the theater together. So, mm-hmm. And you made them all buy your ticket. Uh, you, yes, that's you, part of it. That's like, yeah. guys, if I'm going. getting you to go see this movie, you at least have to buy my ticket. <laughs> yeah. It's, and my popcorn. That's fair. And my Mr. Pib. Oh, large. Large Mr. Pib. Yeah. Amped up on that cast. Mm-hmm. And my sweet tarts. What a movie Gotta experience right there. Yeah, that's we you said it. Oh man. Uh so yeah, so that's um what is the gen- what's the general idea? Let's just real quick. Oh, uh, the idea of the movie? Yeah. Let's, Other yeah, than let's... what you just already <laughs> broke down. <laughs> it's a, a story set in the future, probably. Uh of yeah, did they ever give us a year? Not no, a, right? not a year. Just, but you figure twenty first century, yeah. twenty maybe twenty second. Twenty third. I mean, could you go that far? Twenty four. Uh, but bugs, an alien race called the arachnids, uh, are attacking Earth, and there's like been a perpetual sort of ongoing feud that turns into war, and we follow three young recruits who join up with the Federation uh, to become you know, to to give their military service in exchange for their citizenship of the Earth or the Federation, whatever. And uh, we follow their adventures from boot camp uh, into the into one of the biggest battles of the war. Now, it's not just regular arachnids from another planet. No, I mean, These that's the are, nickname, right? If I heard this correctly, listening, watching, watching it recently, their Earth spiders projected their spores into space, which went... which landed on another planet and that's what created these this version of arachnids that's in the movie yeah that's wait a, when did they mention the earth they, spiders what are you talking about they that's yeah is that what rue mcclanahan said in the biology i think that's, I think that's in the rue mcclanahan part that yeah. can't be right i'm pretty sure they do spread their spores and colonize maybe planets. i misheard that <laughs> these are mutated evolved <laughs> earth spiders what else would they be? We're the only ones in the galaxy. We <laughs> all know no, that. Yeah. They have to, everything comes from Earth. <laughs> there's hundreds of thousands of species on Earth. Yeah. And there's no other chance for life on other Zero. planets. Zero. <laughs> nope. right? It's all about us. Well, even if that's true. Either even, way, even it if doesn't matter. Even if that's the conceit, there's now bad bad guy bad guy aliens who are Correct. Uh, who are facing off against human beings. And uh, Or are we the bad guys? Maybe. And they're the heroes. Well, there and there is a, th- a mention in the movie that uh, that maybe humans were the provocateurs by invading their space, and you know they d- we would never do that. <laughs> yeah, we would never do that. Um, so that's I mean that's the basic you know we follow basically three or four main characters. Uh, we well we start off following three, and then one just kind of like trails off and then shows up at the end. Well, yeah, we see her a couple times. No, I'm talking about Doogie. Oh, Doogie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he trails off. Yeah, he kind of just disappears and then pops back up. And I'll say I wish I saw more of his storyline, but he goes through a very... Just because I like psychic shit. I'm <laughs> having a watched, psychic in a movie? Yes. <laughs> having watched it now, I'm much more interested in what the heck he was doing. Than... Sure. Well, he gets... By the end of the movie, which you figure this movie takes place over the course of maybe a year or two at best. Well, it's, it's really hard to figure out it's, how it's long. It's a little over a year because that opening scene, they're being attacked and it says one year previous. Oh, that's right. That's and they're right. like graduating high school. Yeah. 
This movie's ridiculous. Well, what do you do after high school? You enlist. We all do it. Yeah. Yeah. That if you're a good citizen. Yeah. But uh, he rank he reaches the rank of colonel. Um, uh, Doogie reaches it. Yeah. Neil, Neil Patrick Harris is his character. Carl reaches the rank of colonel as an intelligence officer because he has psychic powers. Of course. Fucking cool. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't humans have all psychic powers? And he looks like, when he shows back up at the end, he looks like he's like 10 years older. Like they've aged him. Something is a little off by him. Well, yeah. The way he, they shoot him, it's weird. Like he looks. Yeah, well, he they looks did bad. like some makeup thing, and he's like, he looks older, mm. whereas they're like a year older. Right. Maybe all that psychic maybe business po- uh, ages you. Yeah, maybe, uh, that, maybe that's int- uh, intentional. I didn't actually, I never thought about that. Because in the, he's very clean cut in the beginning when they're all in uh, high school. He like looked very youthful, uh, good looking, clean. Oh yeah, good looking. Everybody's good looking. Every this. young person in this movie is gorgeous. Yeah, they absolutely. are. They are cartoon. It's like cartoonish in their good looks. Well, clearly Paul Verhoeven loved beautiful people. Who doesn't? I give them all my money, my property. Just, yeah, like I see gorgeous people. I'm like, here, take here, it. Take what? Take it, it, please. I have 15 cents in my pocket. Here it is. Here it is. You deserve this by your merit of of accidental. And pain. they need it. Well, they deserve it. They, yeah, it's uh, need is different. Des- okay. Deserve You're is. Cr- yeah, <laughs> I'm with you there. But yeah, no gorgeous cast. Casper Van Dien, who I'd never heard of uh, before no, or team. after. <laughs> That's unfair to Casper Van Dien. I think he did a Tarzan. This isn't movie, a Casper Van Dien shit show. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. No. If Casper Van Dien wanted to come on the show and talk about it, I'd have. Like, I get here. I talk roughnecks. Yeah. I talk Rico's roughnecks. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's 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 great. He's great. Everyone in this movie is great. We we saw Casper Van Dien again in Sleepy Hollow. He was David in Sleepy almost Hollow. had an accident. I just am. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got too excited. Casper uh, Van Dien was in Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, yeah. I liked Sleepy Hollow. I do too. I saw that. In we're the gonna hit that one up. Oh man, that was great. Maybe movie. next Halloween, Spooktown. Maybe we'll do a double feature. Uh, which the ones? old animated Sleepy Hollow, followed by the Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow. Hmm. I didn't know there was an animated Sleepy. What? Hollow. Not a. The old Disney animated thing? They made one? Disney? I want you to Did it star this. like a bunch of like foxes and squirrels and shit? No. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> There's a Sleepy Hollow from Disney? You've never saw the Ichabod Crane? The Legend of Ichabod Crane? Is that what it's called? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Is I'm that, ashamed I'm, of you. I'm ashamed to know you. When I did that you movie... To get out of your booth and leave the, cinem- the Recon Cinema Studios. When did that movie come out? That came out, I want to say, 70s, early yeah. 70s. And where would I have seen it? Home video. The clamshells. Didn't you rent the old clamshells? Why would it? No. I, I actually, I barely rented a lot of the, the Disney stuff, the clamshell <coughs> stuff. No, I don't know. It's like that, the Excalibur movie. What was that one called? Knights of the Round? Excalibur? Was it called Excalibur? Yeah. Starring Artie? Gabe. Artie was the kid. Like, they called King Arthur Artie or something like that. Is that right? Lord, I don't know where we are right <laughs> is now. Is that? That's what they call him, Artie. Oh, you've not it. seen. Why would I have seen all, that? We're so far away from Starship Troopers right now. <laughs> we're staying here. Yeah. <laughs> For a second. All I right. can't believe, I will not believe that you grew up without renting the, like, the old Disney clamshell videotapes. No, not really. Here and there. Why would I? I don't know you anymore. Why would I? 
<laughs> I couldn't get to the video store myself. We were just talking last night about how we never get into an argument on the. Uh, I'm on so the angry. Show. <laughs> All right. I'm going to send you the link to Ichabod Crane because I, for many kids it was traumatizingly creepy. I think it's like maybe the kids in your school. Nobody else. I don't, no one's talked. No one talks about this movie. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, and I saw it in a rewatch for this podcast. Obviously, I saw it in the theater and maybe once or twice in the middle, like randomly. So this has been a movie that's sort of in always been in my, you know, vernacular, con- my consciousness. Uh, it's a movie I would think about just sometimes randomly in, in the tub. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> I haven't seen it uh, until very recently. I hadn't seen it since the theater. Oh, wow. I was so just. Ugh. You stayed away. Ugh. What about the other half of your crew of the Loonies? Did they like? I the think movie? they were probably fine with it. Like they're like, this was cool. Yeah. Like, this, you know, they're not... they were like, no one loved it, mm-hmm. but it was like either it was fine or it was like, what was that? Was that an action movie or was that like what, what? was it? Why do you have to define everything? Why can't it just be? I need everything in a category. Why can't it just be? I I, I would have been the the one to walk out and say, yeah, that was cool. That was fine. I liked it. Like, I had fun. I'm proud of you. Why would I be confused? It's very clear. The whole movie's very clear. And watching it again, wouldn't you say it kind of clears it up for yourself? Like, you, you can sort of make a more mature look at it and see oh, I def- how it defines itself. I definitely have a, a better look at it now. And yeah. I can see, I can see, again, we're going to get into this momentarily, but yeah. I can see what Verhoeven was trying to do. Mm-hmm. I think he failed in doing it, but oh. I get what he was. Yeah. Some of the roads he was going down. Sure. And I actually like him. I w- wish he had gone further down those roads. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe if he, a different filmmaker, or if he had the chance to do it now, it would be a different story. But 1997 was a big action movie year. Mm-hmm. A big, shitty action movie year. Uh, and this continued the trend. What other shitty action movies came out in 1997? Uh, Con Air. Uh-huh. <laughs> you going to argue with me on that one? No, what else you have? Face Off. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Men in Black. That's a Lost shitty War. action movie? It's No, Fuck off. But it doesn't age well. <laughs> I haven't seen Men in Black in years. but it, it When you watch it now, it's like it, it really feels like it's for kids. Yeah. Probably. Which is fine. Which I, is fine. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. I take it back. That's not a real. That's not fair. That's, it doesn't rank with Con Air. <laughs> Face Off is terrible. You're an idiot. <laughs> Lost, Lost World. Big action never, movie. Never saw it. Don't. Yeah, it's I terrible. After Jurassic Park, I was staying just in Jurassic Park. I wasn't going for any of the other. Liar! You saw Jurassic World with me, and you loved every moment. I saw it for free, and I was very disappointed in it. <laughs> David just had a scowl on his face the Ugh. whole time. Um, but also, so, and, but wait, a counterpoint: Air Force One. Are you putting that in the good category? Yeah. Are you, are you telling me you didn't have fun taking a ride on Air Force One? No. What? Harrison Ford's the president. That's fine. That's what we want in our movies. Presidents <laughs> kicking people's ass and throwing them yes. out of airplanes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're, I can. I understand that people don't like Con Air or or Face Off. They're crazy. But Air Force One is the the superior movie to all of that. I will say that all of those mentioned <laughs> are great comedies. <laughs> hey, I had a great time. There's a lot. Con Air, full of jokes, too. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. 
Nicholas Cage at his Nicholas Cage is. Well, yeah. that's not even true, but as, as the star, the star power Nicholas Cage brought in '96, '97, '98. Well, yeah, I mean, throw he was, in the Rock. You've got the a rock's time. Great, I'll fight for the Rock. What? <laughs> you like the Rock, yeah. but you don't care for Face Off? No, the uh, you're uh, nuts. It is so. <laughs> <laughs> Most John Woo American movies yeah. don't age well. They're just terrible. No. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, I, I just will counterpoint and say I think they're awesome. <laughs> uh, let me quickly say I've been uh, – a lot of emotional reactions are coming out without any, any filter. So I apologize for insulting you, uh, calling you an idiot. Not true. Not how I feel. And unfair. Um, but everyone else who doesn't like these movies, they're idiots. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I could. I'm, so I, glad I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna back. I'm not gonna back those movies because we're not talking about those movies. We're talking yeah. about this one. We're just. We're what we were talking about was the year of 1997 and what, what kind of action movies were coming out that year. Yeah, a lot of fluff, not a lot of substance. I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think you could argue that too much. That's a 90s thing in general, though. Yeah, with action movies. Uh, let's and if we're gonna throw them in, let's throw in Tomorrow Never Dies. Well, it no looks good, like it looks good that movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's lit really well, it's shot really well, but the plot is just ugh. yeah. Poor Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, he was a great Bond with some really terrible Bond movies to be in. Yeah, yeah. Except Goldeneye. I like Goldeneye. Everyone loves Goldeneye. You have to. It's, it's a rule. It's a especially <laughs> if you have played the game. Anyway, uh, so. Are you? Are we still holding firm on your no James Bond coverage for this podcast? I don't think I said that. I think you did say that. You I don't want to do James Bond movies. They're fun. <laughs> They're not. The, so is Starship the, Troopers. Well, yeah. <laughs> so here you go. So, so let's. Right, uh, let's how, how, who made this movie? What was it all? About? Paul Verhoeven. Paul yeah. Verhoeven's the uh, driving creative force behind this movie. The Dutch. He filmmaker. was a, the Dutch filmmaker who. Kind of got got into some kind of trouble uh, in his home home world mm. uh, for some of the films he, he was making. Some very risque films mm. that were, uh, again, like we said, very controversial. And mm-hmm. uh, I got—I want to say every one of his movies had some kind of buzz or controversy to him. Mm. He was standing out amongst other filmmakers. Yeah, for his so, for for pushing boundaries. Yes, a lot of times sexual boundaries. Mm. Gotcha. Uh, and a lot of stuff that goes along with that. Yeah. Uh, so he comes to America in the mid '80s. He gets on a steamship and gets on a steamship, crosses <laughs> crosses the lake, and uh, RoboCop is his first movie here. Yeah. And that's gonna be a fun one to cover on its own, of course. But another RoboCop and Total Recall are Total Recall is a little more serious, but RoboCop definitely has. These dark comedy kind of elements and subtexts that Starship Troopers does. Mm-hmm. There's there's similarities in in the tone between these two movies. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to make his, make his sex movies, which is mm-hmm. Basic Instinct. We all know the controversy mm-hmm. uh, and the hype about that movie and Showgirls. Yes, which has a huge cult following now. Yeah, the and and in the vein of it's so bad it's good kind of thing. Yeah. Like like the you know, super irony loving loving this thing. Yeah. Which all right, cool. Do your thing. I I don't care for showgirls. 
I haven't seen it. Uh, it'd yeah. be interesting to, if we ever covered that. I don't think we have to. <laughs> we do. We could do a a, a, a sidebar. We on could do that. a snippet. Yeah, we'll do a ten minute episode on Showgirls. <laughs> but so he's made. But Showgirls came after this one, right? I think no. After... Showgirls was like ninety four. Oh, okay. Ninety four, ninety five, oh. and this was ninety seven. Okay, got it. I couldn't quite recall the timeline. You don't know your Verhoeven. I don't. But so he's he's doing, you know, sci-fi movies and then sort of thriller. Yeah, thriller dramas. Thriller dramas. Yeah. Um, and then Starship Troopers is somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah. You find, you find, it's up to you where you think it lands. <clears throat> Total Recall is going to be fun, though. Yeah. When we do that one. Let's that do is it. A, that is a great movie. Quaid. Quaid. And there's a lot of Total Recall people in this movie. Yes, there's a lot of Verhoeven folks in this movie, and and um, and among the you know production, I think right. He's got it. He usually he uses the same guys. Yeah, it's a lot the of the right? same department heads and yeah. uh, creative team with him. That you, I mean, it's totally clear. Like they all, all the weapons look the same. The sets really look the same. Yeah, th- that's that's what's so interesting about these three sci-fi movies of his is you know they're made what across. What thirteen years? No, ten years. How the which Robocop what? and yeah, and totally uh, it's about nine years. Nine years, eighty-eight to oh wait, no, eighty-seven was Robocop. Yeah, so, so ten, so, so ten years. So it, I just love. I, there's something about the aesthetic of of his films that it's so. We can get into it later, but I just I like that it's so kind of otherworldly, like it, and there's some sort of like banality to it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's all very like dull, yeah, uh, but very specific in its design, and I I, I just I, I like that consistency. There, yeah, there's yeah. a look, real true, you know, true filmmakers have a distinct look. Yeah, and you could you could see a Paul Verhoeven movie and know it's his mm-hmm. just by looking at an image. Yeah. So I I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of like adding a ton of like I don't even know what the budget of Total Recall was but I feel like this movie had an even bigger budget. Of... Yeah, well, I mean, there's Total more Recall. effects in this one, so That's true. it's a little bit different. Yeah, because you've got more space stuff plus all the bugs. Oh yeah, that's true. A lot of CGI. In you don't have the price like... tag of an Arnold, right? True, but yeah. you do have the price tag of an Ironside. Oh yeah, <laughs> and a Van Dean. Watch out for that one. And a Jake Busey. Jake Busey's in this movie. This is our second Jake Busey mention on the show. This is uh, very exciting. <laughs> if we can make a third, it'd be amazing. Let's find another Jake Busey. Frighteners. All right. right. Yeah. Is he in Frighteners? He could be. Contact? He's in Contact? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in Contact. Wait a minute. Jake Busey's in Contact? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Contact in years. Well, you should cha- you should drop what. Who did Le- he play? He's the guy. Well, I don't want to spoil the movie. Oh wait, is he the guy? He's the guy who does the thing, thing. that that. Oh, uh, that re- that's really him. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it looks like him. Yeah. Again, I haven't seen that in a while. But. I don't think that's him. But controversy follows uh, follows Verhoeven everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. Every movie he makes, whether it's violence mm-hmm. or uh, the way sexism is treated, mm-hmm. there's a uh, there's a thought that Basic Instinct is also kind of an anti-gay movie mm. because she's a lesbian and she's a killer, and there's a there's a thought to that. Killers can be lesbian lesbians, though. They can be anybody. Lesbians could be president. Um, the misogyny, <laughs> which I think 
a lot of that stuff pops up in this movie as well. Mm. Little hints of it. I guess so. Well, hmm. I don't know. Okay. Like Dizzy, the Dizzy character, and just how she does. She has like nothing going. She's just desperate to get Johnny's attention and affection, and everything is driven around that for her. Mm. Like she has no life other than pawning after this guy. Okay. So there. Well, I I get that. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I get that. I mean, this this whole movie is pretty much Rico's story, Johnny's story, more or less. Right? He's the central focus. It's, yeah. It really is about how all these other characters bounce off him versus, like, the actual relationship. He's like, just they, so compelling a... of a character that <laughs> magnetic. I feel I, I feel like there's the a flaw is that you don't really get a, a great sense of, like, his – he's not having great interpersonal relationships with everybody. He's Like, he – it's there – and yeah, Dizzy's kind of one note about in 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 relation to Rico, but she's like a super competent soldier and an ass kicker and all of that. And then she just happens to be, you know, she's but still, it's all she's motivated around him. True, she's she doing that to be with him and near him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she enlisted to be in his unit or whatever. Got transferred over his unit, but then she makes the joke about him joining because. Denise Richards signed up because she wanted to be fleet. So like right. the whole everything is is Denise Richards' fault. Like yes. Carmen Abanez has a career and life trying to be figured out. Johnny figures out after graduation. Well, I guess maybe I should do it too. And then you know the, the uh, yeah all kind of, of these people die because of her. It's it's her all her fault. Yeah, and she owns how she like owns nothing like <laughs> well she's she's just happy-go-lucky most of the movie she's a big smiler totally blind to uh, any of the ripple effect of what she's this is not she's done <laughs> it's not her fault they all die it <laughs> it's her fault the bugs were even there she's a catalyst she's not the reason they're after her the whole time they need her brains yeah uh so we've got a cast of a whole slew of young beautiful people Gorgeous. except jake Busey. He's beautiful in his own way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just fresh faces. They're all, this is basically their first movie or their first major movie, mm-hmm. uh, major exposure. And uh, not the greatest acting uh, prowess behind that, those uh, beautiful faces. Yeah, there's some inexperience there. Uh, that yeah, they, they... <laughs> there is. But that's you know that is what you see in young people, inexperienced, having needing time to grow. Yeah, their performances are lacking. I agree. Well, and it's not just their fault, and I, I'm not going to just blame the actors. Well, it's, no, yeah, so a lot, it falls on Verhoeven. Yeah, first. the script is uh, the script. Ed Newmeyer is the the screenwriter. He was a writer on RoboCop, mm-hmm. and if you look him up. He's done a bunch of Starship Troopers sequels. Hey, why not? Stay in so, the biz. Stay in the. I guess he got to be in charge of that franchise, and there it is. Hey, there's there could be worse fates. He's bound to Johnny Rico. He loves Johnny Rico. Yeah. Uh, but Casper Van Dien, mm-hmm. who plays Johnny Rico, Dina Meyer, who plays Dizzy Flores, uh, Denise Richards plays Carmen Ibanez, Patrick Muldoon. Let's not forget yeah. him. Hey. He was uh, on Saved by the Bell, a very special episode of Saved by the Bell. Oh, that's the guy who dated Kelly. The teacher, Jeffrey. Was he a teacher? Was no, he like a he substitute wor- teacher? No, he worked at the Max. 
No, he didn't. Yeah. Did he? He was like her manager. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was the manager. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She dumped Zach for him. Yep. And, like, they had, like, an arc. Yeah, it was... Like, four episodes. Yeah, something. something like that. Like, yeah. Zach and Kelly were broken up for a little while. Yeah. Maybe, like, most of a season. I don't know. It was, yeah. Yeah. The breakup was, like, a whole season. Separate podcast. But that's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, oh, that's right. He was that guy. Yeah, he was that guy. So yeah, uh, pops up here, and a very young Seth Gilliam. Yeah, for I forgot. You, yeah, for you Wire fans and Walking Dead fans. I forgot he was in this movie. Is he still on Walking Dead? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think he's still there. I don't know. I stopped watching a few. Not years in the comic ago. books. Oh. Read the graphic novels. All right, or the individual issues. Whatever you like. Yeah, we're not going to tell you what to do. And I totally forgot he was in this movie. Yeah. I he's so youthful. <laughs> he uh, looks, he's like a kid. Like he's it like, because like, like I see him more as he is today, and right. he's you know he's youthful in his look anyway, and that that soft voice he has, you know, that just sort of that yeah, a little higher pitched and yeah, soft voice, and so to see him like as like a young yelling, 20s, like, yeah, like yelling the whole time and like a tough guy, you know, <laughs> trying to be a tough guy marine type, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so there is there is. Uh, and Neil Patrick Harris. I almost forgot about him, yeah. which we said. Uh, so there's there are definitely people who have skill there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dina Meyer is another uh, person that, if you're a fan of the Saw franchise, she's uh, in, I think, the first four Saw movies. She's the detective in that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Detective. I've seen the first three, I think. Saw. Detective Saw. <laughs> That's what it's about, right? It's about <laughs> yeah. Detective Saw. It's about Detective Saw. Yeah. Janine Saw. Her chase of a, of a, uh, a psychotic killer. Yeah. Um, of that of that fresh face crew, not maybe not even. Yeah, I guess even including Neil Patrick Harris, Dina Meyer probably carries that group. Like, She's got the, a pretty heavy workload in the movie. She's got a lot of scenes. She's got a lot of dialogue. And I think she care. I think she's the one with the most in touch with her like emotional depth. Yeah, you know she's. I believe her. Right. Shit. More than like, the everyone else does their thing. Yeah. But I think she's like probably the best one of that young group. I agree. Yeah. You know. So yeah. She's, you you can tell she's she's going for it. She's yeah. trying to make something here. But. Yeah. She's not just a beautiful face. She's a wonderful actress. She's a starship trooper. She. <laughs> she is. Uh, and we've got Rue McClanahan shows up in this movie. Love did, her. Of course. Of Love course. her. Where did that come from? Where a, on earth did that come from? Yeah, like how did we, how did, how did casting get there? Yeah. Did he want her? Did Verhoeven want her? Was she just like looking to keep busy? I think after post Golden Girl, she tried to stay busy. Yeah. That she had actual financial issues or something. Uh, honestly, I think. And then it I'm unaware of that. I think that's true. That I, you know, that's it's really ignorant of me to say that, but that was my sense of it. Uh, that's just Betty White just spreading those nasty rumors. She's such a nasty woman. I just hated her co-stars. But yeah, Ruth McClanahan plays the bi- blind biologist who mm-hmm. teaches our, our young our young stars about the bugs. Yeah, they're learning the anatomy of the bugs, so they're in training. They are in training to go into the uh, what the Federation, right? Yeah. So the whole. The whole purpose of joining, walk walk us through that, David. So to be <clears throat> to become a citizen, mm-hmm. you have to 
join the federation and serve some kind of time in the army, basically, right? Yeah, you do your public service. So you're a civilian who has no voting say, no, no... not that they don't have any rights, but they don't have any uh, influence on the government. Right. So in order to become a citizen, which is where you get those rights mm-hmm. or that that say, you have to go through the military. Yeah, to have a military job may not. And, and we only see very specifically the, you know, the fleet, which is all the ships. We see the mobile infantry. So people in, in the line of fire, a lot of danger. Presumably, there'd be a lot of you know just career jobs that don't that aren't uh, you know about going to boot camp and facing conflict and carrying a weapon. But we're not following those people. Right. So, but there, there's the idea of you're serving, you're the serving the Federation to you know promote the betterment of everyone. Um, but you put you put your life you put everyone else's lives uh, ahead of yours. Yet you you would have to be cannon fodder mm-hmm. if necessary, if they ask you to. Uh, and then you get, you'll get some rights. You'll, because you've participated, you need to participate in society or, uh, you know, yeah, or you don't. That's, uh, an interesting look on society. And that comes from, that's from the original novel, right? I guess so. Yeah. There, and the, there's, there's an argument that that novel's super pro fascist. Yeah. And there, there, I think that's a good, I think that's a, probably a nice reading of that. And I haven't read the novel, but reading sort of other critique of it. And, um, there, there's, a, there's elements that would point toward fascism, but this, that's not really what the book was trying to do. Like it wasn't pro fascism, pro military. It's just sort of a, a way a, a way of life in this sci-fi the, world yeah that it's everyone is sort of participating in life but it's they're just like in the movie we don't ha- see what's outside this utopia you know it's they're in the utopia of buenos aires and then we just follow them in the military yeah, we, don't, we don't know we don't know what's happened to lead up to all this yeah we do, we have no sense of like is the military actually running the government and all of that but i think that it I think in the movie it's heavily implied. Yeah, uh, and I th- like the like the Federation is is the military slash government is yeah. kind of the feeling you get. Yeah, that and the military leaders are the ones in charge, right? Um, and so that's a good reading of it. Probably, I'm fine with that. Other critiques of the book say that you can you the evidence isn't all there. So I'm I'm actually interested to read the book just to see. Like really, where this, what this source material is, um, but uh, I think that I think this movie specifically, Verhoeven is going for an anti-military, anti-fascism kind of look at all this. Well, that's yeah. The, the original no- novel written by Robert Heinlein, who is a science fiction author who yeah. had, was a writer from like the late '40s to the late '80s, so he was mm-hmm. a lot of short stories and novels and. And the Starship Troopers became one of his main works that people uh, people check out. Yeah. Um, but the, that debate about the fascism and whether it's anti-fascist or pro-fascist is the most interesting thing about this movie. Because mm-hmm. there's what Verhoeven's trying to do, which I think he fails at, is uh, take a satirical look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and those those uh, like propaganda films, the little shorts that keep popping up, I think three or four times in the movie yeah. are hilarious. And yeah. like it's so obvious 
like it's really in your face those segments mm-hmm. um and i think that's that's like the great part about the movie but it just flips the switch back to like being a generic action movie and mm-hmm. kind of stepping back it like it brings the issues up and then it like steps away from it mm-hmm. and i that th- was probably i imagine that was a creative debate between verhoven and and uh sony mm-hmm I could see that easily, like the studio pushing back and just wanting a straightforward action movie. Yeah. And Verhoeven's trying to make more of a satire. And we get something in the middle, which is what happened here. Well, yeah, he can't, he probably can't go all the way. I think, I, th- I, I totally get what you're saying. I think the, because it's basically the first hour of that movie's got most of that propaganda newsreel oh, yeah. stuff, like just take, like direct, direct satire of, of that stuff. The fact that the like you say the this switch is flipped and now you're just sort of in the action movie. I mean, part of the thing is these heroes, the 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 newsreel stuff, the the propaganda is supposed to be what you would might watch on television, right? Right, as a regular person, you would see that. It's like, and for us on the outside, we see how kind of crazy and silly it is. Yeah, but. The one where they're like sma- the kids are smashing the bugs, yeah, and doing... the mother is like psychotically just psychotic. Oh my god! <laughs> Excited, and they're doing their part. You know, yeah. it's just sort of. But these people, these these are actually just regular. These are people in the military. They're part of this utopia. They're part of this fascist utopia, but they don't realize it. I think these are people, just like everyone else. You just sort of live your life, and you you sort of. You may trust the the people in power. You trust you trust the society that's obviously working for you. Like these beautiful kids uh, in, live in a beautiful utopia of Buenos Aires, and like they don't know that anything is bad. They they don't and they don't understand the philosophy behind it. Like this is just how life is. Like they, we accept that this is the system. So you follow them doing that, and I guess there could have been a way to show like how naive or ignorant they are. Um, but I think the other message of the futility of war is, is, is what's played when we were following these characters. So there's like a couple messages here. And I think, I think that war is endless and war is just leads to more, the victory, victory in war just leads to more war, more battles. There's endless bullet. It's car. I mean, they yeah. they inf- they imply that they change mags once or twice, but th- it's an endless stream of bullets out of every gun. Bullets and endless stream of soldiers mm-hmm. getting decimated time yeah. and again out by these bugs. Yeah, and it's it's by an endless stream of bugs. Uh, yeah, they they don't stop. Neither side stops. The bullets keep flying. It's cart. It's a cartoon. And and and, it's and they violence. get there. I mean, they get like wrecked every almost every battle they do until the end. Yeah, I mean, people survive, but you barely get... like only like it's like Johnny and a couple others, <laughs> yeah, and like every time. Well, that's the thing. The and it gets gory. It gets. I don't know. Well, that's the Verhoeven thing of the violence. Like it's never just violence. It's it's excessive. Mm-hmm. Like you look at RoboCop. You look at Total Recall. You look at this. It's like people aren't shot like. Oh, he got shot like with four bullets. It's like they got shot with forty bullets. Yeah, like they get everything's stabbed. excessive. Yeah, or the stabbing like it goes through their body, and it's not just like a like a broomstick size. It's a giant claw that just right. rips half their leg apart or right. whatever. It's it's so it is a. I like the. I think that makes sense. The excessiveness of it. If you're going to say how terrible war is, which I think is part of his message, 
his his vision of violence and portraying that fits perfectly with with that with that. I just don't think it comes across that way though. When you, when you watch it to an outside viewer, mm-hmm. uh, when you watch the movie, you get the satire part with the commercials and and a, a lot of the stuff in the first half. And then when they get to actually the action scenes, it just feels like an action movie. It doesn't feel like mm. like they're still doing the set the satire point of view. That's only that's yeah. the problem I have. I don't. With I it. just don't know how you maintain that satirical tone throughout. I mean, how do you do that in in Put the me in the director's chair <laughs> in 1996, and uh, I'll show you. I think I, I think the idea is to plant the idea of the satire, plant the idea of what he's trying to say, and then that 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 should inform the rest of the film. Watch the the futility of war through this through that lens understanding that that's that's this is the world of this of these human beings um and we get to be on the outside the entire time so i i don't i i don't know if i had quite that i don't know if i had a full realization at the time but i really loved the first time i saw it the propaganda Mm. and when i'm watching it i mean and i sort of have a distaste for military action anyway and so I was just sort of like on board. I'm like, oh, this is like, this is terrible. Like it's, I do like how thrilling and exciting it is. The action is cool. Like, and you want, you want the, the people you're watching to survive. I don't want to see them get killed. And, you know, we're following their story. Like it would suck if they died. And most of them do. Um, I don't know if you, I, 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 I may have to disagree with you there. Cause what? I don't know if you, like, you really like any of these characters. I didn't really particularly like any of them. Really? What's unlikable? Except for Michael Ironside, because he's <laughs> Michael Ironside. But I don't. They're just so flat. I mean, they're so fl- especially Denise Richards. I mean, mm-hmm. she's a pilot, man. Some of them I like. <laughs> I like Seth Gilliam because he was in The Wire. I have that like wired <laughs> in. But uh, I mean, yeah. You know, Johnny Rico. Like I do. I don't like Johnny Rico mm. at all. I'm fine with him. He, he's just like they're so flat and boring. Mm-hmm. Patrick Muldoon's character, I mean, even Doogie's character, there's nothing, there's just nothing, there's no, like, there's no real meat there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're all kind of flat, one-note characters. Mm-hmm. So I really don't particularly, I mean, the only one you get is Dizzy a little bit, mm-hmm. because she's just so, like, you know what her character, she has a character motivation, and it's so clear. Right. Um, you know, she's in love with this guy, so you can't, like, I, I didn't yeah. fault that. A falter for that. I think Johnny Rico, though, he was just—he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. He found himself in this position. He—I I think part of—I think this is where it comes down to the performance. That in a different with a different actor's hands, I think you could like Johnny Rico a lot. I I agree with you. I, I think some of these roles with a different cast, and not to say uh, they couldn't still be a young cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Verovin wanted an e- even younger cast than yeah, this. The studio wanna... made him keep it at you know the, within the twenties or you know with Muldoon he's probably def- deeply in his thirties by this point. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Because yeah. um, Saved by the not Bell a was like Saved by the Bell was like seven or eight years before this. So <laughs> and he was older then. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. I think it was like mid. It was like ninety five, right? Ninety four. That no. Saved that, by the Bell arc? was like ninety two. Oh, uh, ninety two, yeah. ninety three. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, he's a football star in high school. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. this movie, by the way, and he's clearly he's a thirty-five year old looking 
well, high school. And I don't know exactly how old Casper Van Dien was, but apparently, like the after the movie came out, he you know he had like multiple daughters that he picked up from school or something that knew of knew of him in the movie. I'm yeah. like, shit, how old are these kids? Like, so he's he, while he's he's got that cut look, he's clearly like pushing 30 or something yeah and he's know. always he's always had that young face yeah like that that hasn't he's you know some people just have that yeah like me yes not true <laughs> um but there's there's a lot of okay going back to the military discussion mm-hmm. there's a lot of nazi elements in this yeah. too i mean the wardrobe mm-hmm. just the everything and the way it's shot it was definitely motivated by lenny riefenstahl mm-hmm. and triumph of the will you could. That's like very clear. Yep. Um, I don't. There's just a whole through line with, uh, with that, yeah. with Clancy Brown as that super. What is he? A sergeant or so? he's training them in the beginning. Uh, yeah, I think he's a lieutenant. lieutenant who's yeah. yeah, he's part, but he's he's needed there to train train the soldiers. And our friend, another popular Verhoeven guy, who's uh, uh, from. Uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, Dean Norris. Dean Norris. He's in there. Yeah. Uh, he was Dean also Norris telling... has been around a while and has oh, yeah. popped up in a lot of these <laughs> yeah. action movies. Was he in RoboCop? I know he's in I, Total Recall. I don't think he's in RoboCop. He's yeah. in Total Recall. He's in Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. One of the SWAT team guys. Yeah. He's like the SWAT team leader. He's always playing a cop. Always. Yeah. <laughs> he's just Lethal always Weapon in two. Yeah. Lethal Weapon 1 and 2 or just 2? I don't remember. Definitely 2. Yeah. But yeah, he's always a cop or military guy or some kind of. He's a tough guy. Yeah, and he's like four foot six. <laughs> yeah, but he's great. Not, and, I'm not disparaging. It's, yeah. it's just funny that like he's always this tough guy, but he's kind of like he's just a short dude that you know. Yeah, you know, a lot of times he's not a Clancy Brown, is what I'm saying. Clancy Brown, like a giant, like six foot four, yeah, six, six eight, like monster guy. So these guys who are their instructors have got some acting chops. Yeah don't really get to use it. I mean, Michael Ironside, this is probably one of his biggest feature roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done a lot of TV. He's got, you know, some screen time in, in Top Gun. He's mm-hmm. got a lot of screen time in Total Recall. Yeah, he's uh, great. Yeah, he's he, fantastic. One he's, of my first favorite actors. Yeah, yeah. From V. Ironside and uh, and Clancy really, they do their part. They They keep those... Because they they carry their scenes, they carry these other these. They other try actors. to. I mean, I think Clancy even felt so flat to me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they give him a little something at the end, but uh, when he's just their their uh, commander, their lieutenant, it's just this. It's just so predictable. Like everything he's going to say and do, and it's flat. Well, we've seen this shit before. Part yeah. of it is you. We've all seen like the sort of the boot camp, boot camp training sequence, you know, and sort of the. T- it's just, yeah, there's echoes of Full Metal Jacket here, but minus the, uh, I don't know. We don't have the, a lot, we don't have a lot of time to spend with these guys, though. right? So that's part of the problem too. If it was just about them in boot camp for two hours, that'd be like, that'd be fun. Oh. that'd be fun. <laughs> you can have you could spend more time with these these. Other if you want to watch a movie about boot camp, mm-hmm. watch Stripes. Yeah, that's the most realistic. That, yeah, because <laughs> the military has guys like John Larroquette. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what I mean, so are you just saying that like the, the talented people that are in it are kind of wasted and the, yeah. the less talented in it are useless? 
Correct. <laughs> that's that's kind of my my thought on it. I think it I think it fits though. I think it fits as a whole. I think I think when you add it all together, you bunch it all up. This is like a Paul Verhoeven movie. Like this this is exactly what he wanted. This. But I think if it I, I think it, if it worked, this movie would have people would look back on it more fondly than they do. Like mm-hmm. when you, if you took a poll of people, what their thought on Starship Troopers is, they my guess would be that they either don't like it or have never seen it. And have no desire to see it. Most, I mean, it didn't make a lot of money. Not a lot of people have seen it. But if you've asked everyone who ever seen it, doesn't have a shelf life. I think people would be like, "Yeah, I like that." They're not. They probably haven't watched it since. But they're like, "Yeah, I, th- I think it's fine." I'm gonna disagree with you. I think most people are like fine with it. Okay, just w- like when you're walking the studio lot, you always say like, "No one's talking about this stuff." Anymore. This movie's twenty years old. Uh-huh. Like. I think I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's in the consciousness. Wait, I'm always saying nobody's talking about when. You do like, I say that every day? On other episodes, you're like, yeah, no one's like, no one's talking about this anymore. And I'm like, yeah, this movie's 30 years old. Like that's no, like kids today aren't talking about it. Who cares? Like we're talking about how we feel about it. And I think I think other people who saw this movie, I think mostly are going to be either neutral or okay, or okay with this. Okay, movie. we're gonna come back to this on social media. <laughs> We're going to put it out to you guys what your thoughts are yeah. on Starship Troopers. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down, or We're also going to take a poll of 10 random people on the street. And say, hey, did you see Starship Troopers? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. What'd Which one? <laughs> right. <laughs> much, much, many, many, many fewer have seen the sequels, I'm sure. Uh, that's a definite. <laughs> considering none of them came out in the theater. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. This is a great film. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do. So <laughs> I do like their um. So I, I, you know, I like their view on their anti the anti fascist thing that that Verhoeven's going for, mm-hmm. and I like that it, it's sort of a commentary on uh, American foreign policy. Yeah, just like this is how we deal with problems anything different anything different <laughs> they're so yeah these bugs are, and these bugs are so the other they're easy to hate they are they're get, grotesque and violent and they're just and they're pure id for the most part yeah which if you can characterize if you take the humanity out of your enemy which is what they teach you in the military yes <laughs> like that's then you can kill them right. so this is this it's easy as a i mean the bugs could be a substitute for Russia, communism, mm-hmm. you know, the anything really. Nazis yeah. even though the American Yeah. Or just or just like brown people. <laughs> Honestly. Like yeah. you know it's just a so that that that's why you know, this is not a perfect movie that that hits every note correctly. I agree with you. Uh and that you they yeah, were on the same page. But I think I think that at least it tried to do this. At least this tried to say something. And I think I, 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 and I, I agree think, with that. And I think I think it mostly works. I don't think I think you're right. There could have been more. There could you you could have done more to make it make maybe a little more solid. Um, this is the this is the intersection of of art and commercialism, though. I mean, who knows how many decisions were made on the studio side to keep it where it is? Yeah. I mean, in terms of like, it seemed like. The movie benefited from a lot of studio turnaround or something like that. That people weren't even paying attention to this thing until it was like done, 
and Sony was sort of like, wait, what's with this Nazi shit? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's sort of like the movie kind of slipped through the cracks in a sense. Yeah, that it, that it, that his satirical look got as far as it did was surprising. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this thing if the, if there was more attention being paid to this, it it could have been even more like sort of uh, you know washed clean of, of that stuff. But oh, well, I think if you left it, if if at the time especially if they had just taken a, a younger director who wasn't uh, so well established, mm-hmm. they would have just made a straight action movie out of it, right? With no message, with no know? message at all, right? You yeah. know. And uh, so I that that's why I, I I'm I I like this movie I'm fine with it I think it's this all works I don't see it as like it's got that '90s feel and it's but it's not even uh, not that '90s cheese the '90s action cheese this isn't like a face off like this is a, this is a splatter fest half the time yeah <laughs> you know what I mean uh, and yeah it's diff- yeah I agree it's 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 different than face off yeah. Face off, face off in now just just comes across completely cheesy and cheesy over the top like just I mean look crazy. at your two lead actors so I mean and but I mean honestly today if you said Nicolas Cage and John Travolta will play each other in a movie at at their most psychotic oh I would go you see wouldn't it. go see that yeah <laughs> like, I, would, I it would be the best comedy ever made yeah I, I think that I think there's I think that's part of the charm of face off it's kind of joyous that it's so crazy yeah well, all right let's save that for the face off show <laughs> I've already spoiled this face off show but uh this this one there's not a lot of joy in this like I don't I'm not rooting for them to kill all the bugs I'm just rooting for them to just the the heroes to just survive um and I see and it just watching those sequences where there's just endless bugs and bullets it's just like this is pointless like but in the point in the fact that like war is pointless right i i think he achieves that message for me i i saw it immediately like i don't like this <laughs> there's no glory here no there's and, and, certainly... and they're never really but the th- that's the thing there never really is there's no glory in this shit you know from from complete genocide <laughs> um yeah. or you know have and most of the the people we're following are just seeing that as their their Earth's defense. You know that the bugs are attacking us, so we're just defending that. They're doing their job and and what they think is right as citizens, preserving human life. Right. So you know they and they're not aware of what the rest of society how it really operates because they just come from their utopia. Well, you don't they, even see it other than Johnny's parents. Yeah. Which, by the way, those are my favorite scenes. With his parents? Yeah, and I say that sarcastically. <laughs> oh, my God. The scenes with his parents are just torture. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, hello, Johnny. Hey, you, you all right, bud? <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> You're going to Harvard. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it, I think. Uh, which, which I think, but that was also my favorite thing, too. So right after, the scene immediately following where Johnny has failed math. Mm-hmm. His dad's telling him he's got to go to an Ivy League school. <laughs> right. Like, well, I don't think you're getting there with those kind of grades, well, but th- maybe it's different in the future. I think the implication is that they can afford to send him there, that they can buy his way. Oh, yeah. Well, the, they're definitely the, wealthy. They're elite status people. So they, you know, they, they enjoy the benefits of being rich in this society, and they can't believe their, their good-looking son doesn't want to do the same thing. It's, uh, yeah. you know, and the... I, I'd probably be the same way. Like, look how great our life is. We're right. rich. This is great. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. Go just be a be a civilian. Just live your life. 
Uh, but so his parents are civilians and not citizens. Probably. Yeah. They're, that's, you know, they they have as much influence as their money can buy them in that society, but right. we don't know really what that means. Right. Maybe people just want to like get up every day and, and have a nice lawn, you know, like maybe, and as long as no one bothers them, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. There's, you'll let, you'll let there be a fascist government. Cause you know, you're not, you're not going to be the victim of that. You know, you're, you're fine with your money and you know, the benefits that that privilege gives you. Yeah. Uh, and you're not going to worry about everyone else. At least the idea of the the misguided attempt for Rico is like, well, he's gonna he's gonna try to serve humanity by serving his government, by serving his military. And you know, there there is something philosophically in that that's kind of sounds right. There's something like something in the human brain that's like you can sort of see that, but once you peel back all the layers and you realize like what the true power is of you know, uh, ceding all this power to people with guns, unlimited right. guns and unlimited supply of violence. Like it, that, that's the dark side of all the whole thing. Um, yeah. But it seems like, I don't know, maybe his, and it's hard to say because the only, your only look at anyone outside of the military is Johnny's parents, right? Yeah, that's all we can. So if they're, let's just say that they're your average civilians, mm-hmm. why would you, why would the, kind of debt of service to your your society and going in the military why would that overrule a seemingly happy life as a as a civilian uh, you know it's a grass is always greener kind of thing um plus you saw that in their school they have military veterans teaching right. them their propaganda throughout so you can make the assumption that they're they are around military personnel their entire lives it's a way of life and there's probably they're they're you know, you're either in the military or you're not, and they both have their benefits, I guess. And if you buy into the propaganda of doing your part, being a good citizen, da 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 da, well, sure, yeah, I'm. It, well, everyone else does this. Everyone is a good citizen. I want to be a good citizen. I want to be defined by how how I contribute to society. You can buy into that propaganda, yeah, because then you belong somewhere. You know, you have you have a label that keeps you that keeps you happy. That that works for you. Um, so I think you can fall for it. Well, that military propaganda is a strong is a strong element. Yeah. Even in in today's real world. Well, sure. Uh, I remember going to the theater to see the Simpsons movie, mm-hmm. and you've got your army commercials like yeah. that's aimed at, at I mean at kids really. Yeah, yeah. They 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 implant this thing of you know when you're a lost teenager and you don't know what to do and there's a there's a group of people that say you you can belong here and we'll give you a gun and we'll give you brotherhood and we'll you know we'll train you to do other things mm-hmm. and it's like yeah I'll sort of give up everything to learn something contribute be a part of something totally it's totally a message that works there's a reason it works um and and you know don't tell me that the start of every uh national sports game where we salute veterans and have jets flying overhead and we sing the sing our national anthem with our hands over our hearts isn't part of that isn't part of that tradition yeah it's the same shit no absolutely you need to play you you can't join a you're never going to play in the nfl but you can join this team you know right sorry yep, that, this like, is a team that's open to mm, we'll, almost everybody <laughs> except certain people we'll take able-bodied people for the most part come join us and we'll fool you into say we'll pay for your college, which yep. is not everyone gets that benefit. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, 
it's you have to qualify and and jump through a lot of hoops to get any bit of money. And then I, I, I see like now I'm now I'm just going now I'm now going you're going off. Well, because I just wanted to talk about how like veterans are treated in this country. Like there's this this spirals the, like this whole thing can spiral. So if you can if watch Starship Troopers and and say like this is not the life for me. These aren't heroes. These aren't good people. You know. The rest of it should annoy you. Like the reality of the military life in America should kind of annoy you. Yeah, I, I have nothing but respect for people that choose that life. It's it's what the rest of society how we treat them when they when they're done. Right, and it's despicable. Yeah. So how how much fun are we having today? <laughs> talking about Starship Troopers. I've got military in my family. Let's just God yep. bless them. Yeah. I, and I, I've been around them. Well, I've been on the many bases. Many of us do. I do too. Yeah. yeah, and I've been on a base, and I'm around these people that I I can barely look in the eye because these are like these are people doing the hardest thing. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, I literally was so intimidated just walking around other other uh, Navy officers. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, you're probably gonna have to cut all this out. By the way, no, <laughs> you cut it out. Nope, it's in. <laughs> I don't. But can we just talk I'm just about, ranting, so I'm, I just, apologize. Can we just talk about Casper Van Dien's pretty face again Oof. for a few more minutes? He is a walking cartoon. Oh my god! God, beautiful, chiseled. Denise Richards. Michael Lindelof couldn't have chiseled a better human being, and he tried. <laughs> <laughs> I love Michael Ironside, though. I almost can't, even though his character is like the most military propaganda yeah. toting oh. character. Uh-huh. Uh, I just, I mean, I like him as an actor. I, I wish yeah. he were, I wish he were um, used more today. Yeah. Well, he exudes such like a, he, I don't know, um, a, a manliness and an experience, a just a, a life lived just through every line, every everything he does, and there's such a charm to it. There's like a humor and a charm and a yeah, and to his gruffness and his. Present, just oh, I didn't mention overall. Scanners, by the way. Is he in Scanners? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, he's, he's on the cover. Oh, how about that? Um, Michael Ironside. He's, Great. This is one of the rare movies where he's not a villain. Right. You know, he's so often he plays a villain and yeah. uh, and often a military uh, person, but he's just he's just great. Good guy. Mm-hmm. Great actor. Yeah. Um, another funny moment that I did enjoy was when Johnny is signing up for the Federation and he uh, see the guy that he's signing in with who's missing like legs and uh, has yeah. a you know fake hand and yeah. he's like the Federation made me the man I am today yeah yeah like that that was a great little moment there yeah well and like what a what a nice like that guy's totally in he's yeah. fine with he's fine with his choices right <laughs> he doesn't have legs but that I mean that doesn't make him less of a person but you know when you lose three limbs. Uh, there's a psychological yes. f- component to to, to dealing with that too. Uh, so should we talk? Should we talk some box office now that we've talked a lot about the themes? Sure. And what's? Uh, yeah, I think everyone knows our thoughts on this. Whether love this movie, <laughs> hate this movie. <laughs> we should we should do some. Curtis should do some posters of us like back to back like. You know, like like sister sister. <laughs> we should, with like we've all got like one of us is a nerd and the other's like the cool kid. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. like a black background and a white background. And they couldn't be more different. But what <laughs> if they were on a podcast together? <laughs> and then we switch roles. Like, yeah. 
like vice versa and like father like body son. switching yeah <laughs> We're do, let's do some body switching too. like i'm in your clothes and they don't fit and you're in mine and they don't fit <laughs> yeah I, I like that's that. just clothes that's just wardrobe switching <laughs> that's gonna be our fifth <laughs> podcast uh but yeah this movie spent they cost cost a lot and then they released it in november yeah and uh, uh, the, the budget was huge for 97, 105 million. Big that, budge. That was really big for uh, that that period. Yeah, that's a lot of cash. Um, now it's pretty common, especially with effects, that you're, that's probably half of what your Marvel movies spend. <laughs> yeah, probably. You and your Marvel. Love that Marvel movies. Uh, They're walking cartoons as well. <laughs> Love it. They are, but that's what they started as, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, they filmed it in April, April through October of '97. They were kind of all over Wyoming, South Dakota, uh, here in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Sony Studios. Mm-hmm. I forgot what stage it was. Six. Sure. <laughs> Twenty-two. Uh, and it, this was a huge release. This was a big marketing campaign for this yeah. movie. Uh, it came out in almost three thousand screens. Yeah, which I th- like might have been the o- biggest, like other than Men in Black and Lost World. Like it's right up there with that in number of screens. Yeah, it's humongous. Well, this is definitely the most screens on a movie we've covered. Uh, yeah, I'd yeah, say. yeah. I'd Usually say. there are just under two thousand, but yeah. here we're almost at three. Uh, but it's only got a. It does open up number one at the box office for that week. Yeah. Uh, Partially because it opens up against Mad City and Eve's Bayou. So those yeah. were not two uh, top dollar movies that it was gonna, were going to compete with this. I don't even know what Eve's Bayou is. Bayou is. Sam Jackson's in that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I know about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing the videotape at Suncoast. Yes. Uh, tw- only $22 million though. Yeah. So not a very good showing. Yeah, when Lost World opened up in May, it made seventy-two million over that probably three-day weekend. Yeah, <laughs> seventy-two. That's quite a difference here. But this only had a fifty-four, almost a fifty-five million dollar domestic. I mean, that's yeah. It after that first weekend, it just plummeted. Yeah, like hard. Yeah, nobody was going to see. So this clearly, thing. everybody agrees with me, and no one agrees with you. I think you. M- most people say it's fine, <laughs> but wouldn't pay to see it. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and it had what a hundred around one hundred twenty-one million worldwide grand I, total. I think so, something like that. It, so it did. It barely made its. Money. Well, I well, mean, you, I'd say it's a, probably a loss. It's a loss because the traditionally you double the budget mm. to with, with uh, prints and advertising. Oh, so yeah. is it uh, double? It's almost double. I a thought it was like than. a. Th- Thirty percent. I don't know. I don't remember the the rule. So, yeah. Either so way, they, they took probably, a <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of a loss. Yeah. Uh, they did. I remember a lot of merchandise coming out for this. Yeah. I think they had, like, and I'm sure they did the action figures and toys for kids. And they stuff. did all those. They missed the boat on a video game though, which I would think might actually be quite mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. This is this is a walking video game too. Yeah, just video game type violence throughout. You could just why wouldn't you do this with and especially with the way how how detailed modern video games are. I'm surprised they haven't really kind of brought this back just in a video game sense. Yeah, like sort of reboot it as a franchise of of, of first person shooters. I mean, we're totally we're the video game video games are a wash in first person shooters, and only a few stand out. 
it's kind of it's probably be that risk of like using an existing IP. Like, does that really work? Yeah, that's that might be the because most you know most people who play video games don't want like oh it's based on that movie. <laughs> I want to play that. Like, unless you have something. Wait, you, you couldn't get Casper Van Dien to come back and do Johnny's voice for. And uh, sure. motion capture? Come on! I think he uh, didn't he do like the animated movie too. Like he, he did, did all voice. of them. Yeah. He's done all of the Starship Troopers, everything. Yeah. Hey, you're a working actor. Someone offers you a job, you do it. Why would you play? I played. I'd be Johnny Rico for the rest of my life. Oh, I'd be Johnny Rico. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't no. be Johnny Rico? Uh, but the movie ends up in 1997, way down there at number 35 for the year. Tough year. E. Yikes! Do you, uh, off the top of your head, what was maybe in the top ten of uh, ninety seven? Oh, it's remember? Got, well, this one's this one's easy. fairly easy. Lost World. Uh, uh, this is not in order, but Men yeah. in Black. Sure. Uh, I just had another one that I just slipped my mind. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't okay. I had a third one and it's gone. But what, what opened late that year that was in the box oh Titanic yeah. yeah number one tons of tons I mean, of dollars yeah Titanic is way number one yeah. It made and that opened at twenty eight million and ended up with six hundred yeah. <laughs> versus the twenty two and fifty five of Star Face Off's got to be in the top ten. It's actually eleventh. Oh really? But it I did, was so close when I said the number ten. Yeah, but you were right. Men in Black is two. Lost World three. Uh, a Jim Carrey movie is fourth. Liar liar. Yeah. Yeah. And then my favorite, Air Force One. <laughs> Why don't you like Air Force One? What about Spawn? Did that make the top ten? Spawn is 34th. And <laughs> I was so close. It made $56,000 more than Starship Troopers. <laughs> uh, such similar, such a similar vein. But uh, Scream 2 that year. Con Air, 15th. Yeah. Uh, Flubber. Flubber. LA Confidential. Everyone was talking about LA that LA Confidential one. is a top 10. I mean, I... No, I, no, no. Top 24. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Where are you going? What I was jumping around. I apologize. <laughs> Let's just stick to the top ten. Okay, now. sorry. Men in Black, yeah. Lost World, Liar Liar, Air Force One, as good as it gets. Oh, yeah. So Jim Carrey had uh, two, right? No, just one, Liar Liar. Yeah, as good as it gets is Ben oh, Stiller. Oh, yeah. What is am I ben thinking? Ben Stiller? Of? No, that's not Ben Stiller. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. And Ben Stiller. Were, they in, a, were they in a movie together? <laughs> Don't you think they would have done a movie? They should have done one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then the Star Wars Special Edition made 130. Oh right, yeah. And then Empire and Jedi, they were all. Yeah, they were all out. Uh, then my best friend's writing was ninth, and Tomorrow Never Dies tenth. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's box office. And Face Off was eleventh. Con Air was fifteenth. A lot of great action movies. Love that. Great. Such a good year for action. I saw Face Off, Air Force One, and Con Air all in the theater. Uh yeah, I did too. See, love it. You well, love I was, it. So, when I worked at Suncoast, it was right next to a movie theater. So, oh, movies after all work, day. we would run over there and get a little private screening quite be, often. How could you be around movies all day and then on your free time be around more movies? It's just my world. Wow, just the world I'm in. Don't you just want to leave that in the office? No. <laughs> uh, this got a lot of negative reviews. Enough. Enough. But a yeah. lot of good ones, too. Yeah? Do you know some good ones? Nope. <laughs> I read a there few. Were, there were a couple of a couple well, people liked it. but people got it. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of them. I got it, baby. Uh, Roger Ebert, Janet Maslin, yeah. uh, they just saw it as shallow and juvenile. And 
the kind of people bullshit. did not react well to the white followers of the book mm. didn't like the whitewashing of uh, the Johnny Rico character. He's Filipino in the He's book. Filipino, <laughs> and. Uh, and Denise Richards, I don't think, is an Ibanez-looking uh, type. Uh, no. <laughs> Doesn't look like a Carmen Ibanez. <laughs> no, not at all. But, yeah, there's so much. They kept all the names, which is kind of a yeah. – it kind of wor- that's kind of a nice idea, like that there's just the culture, the names survive. Women are treated, you know, in terms of their contribution is equals in terms of – so it's kind of – and they're not really – you don't really spotlight that. But it is like, you know, there's a shower scene where all the military – the men and women are just showering together. Yeah, which was an interesting scene because they kind of said they, they do – the actors would do it nude if Paul Verhoeven directed it nude. <laughs> yeah. Which he did. It's, yeah, he has no problem. So, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, but, yeah, I guess there were people that, that uh, didn't enjoy it. But it's funny. There's only two people of color in the movie. Mm-hmm. Seth Gilliam and then the woman who accidentally shoots uh, – Oh, is that Ox? No. Is that another guy from Saved by the Bell? Oh, is that? Oh, that could. I think that's Ox, right? Is Ox a guy? Isn't that? He was in Major League Two. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Major League. Yeah, yeah. He's the like big dumb the far, guy from Major the League. Boy. The farm boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, well, then the woman also who got her arm blown off uh, in, on fire in the. Um, she was also part of the Roughnecks. Like when they first joined the Roughnecks. Seth Gilliam and this uh, oh yeah yeah uh, black woman as well yeah. and then she's like Vasquez and she of. like knocks him on his ass when right. makes, knocks Jake Busey on his ass when he's like I heard your lieutenant's a ball buster or whatever. yeah like, don't talk about the lieutenant good lord Rashex Rashex roughnecks so there's three African Americans and then a whole lot of white people a whole lot I think it one Latino there's like a Latino sure. guy okay and, but no this is a white movie with for white people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Which this, kind of fits the whole Aryan sort of fascist yeah, Nazi, uh, Nazi thing. Yep. So, you know. Yeah. But also, mov- movies in the 90s had a lot of white people in them. They sure did. So, yeah, people had mixed reactions. You know, I heard at the premiere of Starship Troopers, one celebrity liked it. Just one. It was... Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> yes. I have a recording. Let's play it. Okay. Hey, Rodney, what did you think of Starship Troopers? Oh, it was all right. Yeah, those kids are all right. That was pretty good, you know? It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's go get a shamrock shake. Let's party. Rodney loved it. It's right up Rodney's alley. Like, yeah, see, Rodney loved it. That that's an exclusive clip. Yeah, someone recorded it. Someone from Extra probably. Yeah, at the premiere. that was definitely Extra was hot in '97, <laughs> and all the hot stars. The Extra and Entertainment Tonight. Extra must have been at the end of the line when they. <laughs> I feel like Extra was around back then. They were, yeah. It wasn't like '95. Yeah. They started. Okay, they're still around now, aren't they? Of course. Oh, my God. That's the number one place for celebrity news. With Mario Lopez? Yep. That's where I, that's where I get all my All my, my hot, celeb news. My hot news. <laughs> Extra and E.T. Absolutely. Still going. Uh, <laughs> the legacy of this movie. Is there one? It'll never die. <laughs> They're just going to keep making shitty sequel after shitty sequel have they you watched a, them have you watched them you don't know if they're shitty i have seen parts of one of them yeah i saw the beginning of number three once and uh, rico lands on a base and like two 
of some guy and some girl are like old friends of his. They're like, hey, we're we're all together again. Yeah. <laughs> and that those two characters might have been in the second movie. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I've just see, I've just read the reviews so of all of them, <laughs> and they just get worse and worse. <laughs> So you're starting pretty low on the review scale, and yeah. they get worse they get progressively. Worse. Like, I just heard the fourth one is just, like, unwatchable. <laughs> I kind of want to see them. Really just out of morbid curiosity. It'd be a great to just get wasted and, and just have a marathon of Starship Troopers movies. I don't think we could I don't think we could get more than, like, 40 minutes in. No. I think we'd probably just, like, no, it's just, we can't do this ironically. Forget it. <laughs> We're done. But you're so engaged with Johnny. You love him. Johnny Rico. Uh, so does it does it uh, hold up today? Does it stand the test of time? Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, solid no. You're like no, yeah. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, it doesn't continue to resonate. Although the themes should be examined again and again, and considering where we are. So David thinks you today. should watch it. You know, give it a try every couple of years and see if you if see it how works, it feels. If it starts to work for you, try it on. Try it on every so often. I think it has a it's it's a, a good idea, but it ends up as a missed opportunity. Mm, yeah, that, um, they could have done a lot more with it. Um, again, I don't know where that battle was. If if it was Verhoeven, this was as far as he was going to take it, or if the studio drew a line and wouldn't yeah. let him. Do it as we know from our uh, The Predator show and our research since then. The Mm. studios can definitely uh, change course on a movie whenever they want to on these big budget movies. So, yeah, learned staying completely uh, in the dark about The Predator and then seeing it and then having our reaction and then learning all this stuff about why it went wrong. Very fascinating. Yeah. I just, a lot of our opinions don't even like. That aren't accurate because we were sort of just surmising like what we think. Well, happened. that was our gut reaction. Yeah, with I mean, no with no research on the movie. Yeah, and I don't think it deserves the research. You should see see what that what is a that's the film they right. put out. You that's shouldn't the have film exactly. You shouldn't have to like know what was happening behind the scenes yeah. to enjoy a movie or not. Right. You can you can only use it as reasons uh, to justify things, but it it shouldn't change your enjoyment of the movie unless they right. were just like you know actually like killing horses on the set or something you can, maybe you don't want to support it's that it's happened mm-hmm. uh, oh it was a cat i was trying to think like the animal they they show uh, an alien bug uh, eviscerate a cow but they censor it in the propaganda yes. film. yeah which actually that's because PETA stepped in and they didn't want to show the abuse of a, of a cow even if it was fake and then the abuse of the bug the <laughs> at, brain bug oh, at, yeah, the end, at the end the, the probing yeah geez I, funny yeah. That actually worked. I like the thing. It's funny. <laughs> Torture's fun. Torture of, of, but you know, it's a bug. Yeah. It's an evil bug. No, the whole thing is. <laughs> it's a, so, yeah, I guess, you know, there's there's other there's other films out there to watch if you want good action and sci-fi. Yeah, or even satire. So. Oh, jeez. Yeah. There's no uh, pleasing you. Nope, not with this one. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, all right, so that's going to about wrap us up on Starship Galactica. Troopers. That's very disrespectful. I know. I very. Shouldn't, I shouldn't dis- use those words. Don't disrespectful to both sides, the Galactica and the <laughs> Troopers. <laughs> uh, all right, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. We uh, we look forward to hearing from you about this. What are your thoughts on Starship Troopers? Tweets to gram us. It's time to it's time to weigh in, guys. This is. Uh, 
this is a movie you, if you're listening to us, you've seen this movie. If you made it this far, you've definitely watched it. Yeah. So tweet at us, drop drop us a line on Instagram or the Facebook page, say hello. We'll put up some polls, I think, try to get yeah. some opinions on folks. Yeah. Uh, and um, we want to get interactive with you guys. And uh, and while you're at it, you know, hop on iTunes, give us a give us a review, give us a rating. Yeah. You have iTunes installed. And you probably haven't used it in a while. You can't not have that. But you you have an account, and we just need. And I know you're you're listening to us week after week saying it, and you're like, I don't have to do that. But no one's doing that, so we need some. <laughs> no one's doing it. No, no the we, more the more uh, the more five star ratings we get, uh, we you know we'll exp- we'll grow our audience and grow our exposure and yeah and. Uh, We'll be able to start doing more shows for you guys. Yeah, so. we want to share with everyone. Yeah. So um, as much as the exclusivity part is appealing for you as a listener, let's spread the love. We yeah. appreciate it if you can. Um, real quick, I think at the top we forgot to mention a big thanks to uh, Curtis Moore, who did our uh, episode artwork uh, and poster, uh, we, uh, as he does every week after week. Yep. Looks great. Thank you. And, of course, E.K. Wimmer, who composed our theme that we use at the top and bottom of every show. EKWimmer.com. Yeah. And let me just explain about Curtis's, the way Curtis does his artwork. Uh, those aren't just drawings. We actually get into the scene. We reenact mm-hmm. the scene mm-hmm. of the poster, and then he draws from that. Yeah, he draws over it. Yeah. He needs direct so, reference material. So, boy, what a day that was. I'll uh, say. Oh, my God. It's a, it's really our, our poster budget's really expensive. And Curtis directs those. So, like, he brought in really... The big bugs, the actual real life ones. So yeah, it was a little a tough day at the office. It's uh, it's an expensive endeavor, but we don't ask for donations. We just want to do this because we love it. Yeah. So, uh, okay, cool. So we are gonna be back in a couple of weeks. We've got another uh, interesting movie that uh, we're gonna debate. We're gonna debate it. We're gonna. We're, you we, think we'll we'll be at odds again? It's possible. It's mm. very possible with this one. Interesting. Yeah, I can't wait to find out what that movie is. Yeah, I'll I'll let you know when I when I decide. You might <laughs> just kidding. No, but it's relevant. It's something relevant to uh, another movie that's soon to be released. So uh, stay tuned to Bullworth? Facebook. What? Bullworth. Bullworth too. Yeah. <laughs> right, um, do the outro. <laughs> Uh, Stay tuned to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're going to have an announcement soon. And uh, we will see you guys on the World Wide Web. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.